cassettes and welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries. BCD. <laughs> hey, you know me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Marcy and I have Robin and Adam. <laughs> We're in our last episode of June Tunes. Hooray. Woo. Finally, after a month of research and pain, <laughs> and we've more decided. Research. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a lot of work, you guys. Yeah, we're gonna end on a fun episode. Yeah, we shopped around ideas for a little while, and we decided to land on '80s dance flicks. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's talk- faves. Yeah, we talked about musicals a lot, and there's lots of dancing in musicals, obviously. But these are movies where there is dancing. Not really any singing. Nope. No singing. Yeah, and we're not talking about every movie, <laughs> every dance movie from the 80s. That would be a little daunting. Yeah. Uh, we just picked a few of our favorites. Yeah. We are biased here the at the ones. Black Case Diaries. <laughs> well, I'd say the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> we just picked some some of the more iconic, we feel. Yeah. 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 Some of the most well-known. So the first movie we're going to talk about is important to the dance movie genre, and it is was not from the 80s, but yeah. we're still going to talk about it because without it, we probably wouldn't have the other movies of the 1980s that came out afterward. Yes. My favorite thing about this is we're like, yeah, 80s movies. Okay, we're going to start with a not 80s 1977. movie. 1977. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. Fuck up. <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, it was made in the 70s, but it was ahead of its time. Yeah. How's that? I really... mm -hmm. Yeah. Even now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically, maybe it was a little behind the time, but who knows? Ready? We're talking about Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. You couldn't guess. So this is a movie from the late 1970s, a year before Grease, which came out in 1978. And at this point in time, John Travolta was already a little bit of a household name on Welcome Back, Cotter. So he was kind of a teen heartthrob. Yeah, he was... He was looking good yeah he <laughs> was <laughs> he really was uh, he's a good looking guy mm-hmm. 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 the songs in the film are all well most of them at least are by the bgs who did actually write songs for the movie believe it or not oh really? though, yeah though uh, the songs were written after the movie was already filmed so uh they just <laughs> dubbed the music over top what? Of the dance sequences, except for the opening sequence where he's walking, he's kind of walking to staying alive at the at the opening sequence wow. of the movie. And uh, the reason he was able to keep with the beat there so well is because that they had a recorded, pre-recorded demo of that song, but oh. not the actual song because the Bee Gees had been working on that song, but they were kind of still working on it until the nice. movie released. I did not know that. Yeah, That's super interesting. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, you know, Saturday Night Fever is iconic for a lot of reasons. One, because it's a dance movie with a plot. (laughs) It was actually pretty well critically received. Most dance movies aren't, as we're going to kind of go down the line here. You're going to find out that... uh, People don't seem to (laughs) critically like them. (laughs) What? Why not? Yeah, I can't imagine that it would be the acting (laughs) Mm -hmm. or the... (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's kind of that's a common theme. It's the act. It's like either there's someone's a dancer or an actor. It was almost like you couldn't really find someone who did hard both. to get both. Yeah, but sometimes you know you struck gold. Sometimes you could find one, like John Travolta. Yeah. The story follows a guy named Tony, 
who works in a paint shop. He has a dead-end job. I think he lives with his parents. They're kind of squabbling all the time. But on the dance floor, he owns this place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He dreams of having a bigger life than the life that he has. But he uses the dance, the dance music, the disco, basically, to kind of help him cope with everyday life. I mean, there must be more than this provincial life, you know. There must be. Must be. That's right. So, <clears throat> when they were actually filming the dance sequences, John Travolta has said that they were all dancing to Stevie Wonder <laughs> and Boz Skaggs. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Because the Bee Gees songs didn't exist yet. Yeah. Yeah. And they had to keep the beat somehow. <laughs> the movie was based on an article called Tribal Rights of the New Saturday Night, which was written for New York Magazine by a British man who, at the time, the, the magazine was, the, the article was thought to be kind of truthful he was supposed to be reporting on you know dance fever and uh-huh. the, the disco and things that were happening in the nightclubs i say but he had a hard time because he was you know unfamiliar with the subculture and so he kind of fabricated it a little bit oh whoops yeah he based it off like a friend he knew and stuff like that <laughs> yeah. was he named tony i don't think so but uh. <laughs> that was nick con <laughs> bit of a con man <laughs> <laughs> So, also, the thing about this movie is that it kind of lengthened the life of disco. And it also yeah. showed, yeah. It was right on its way out by this time. But because of this movie and some other th- other things, I imagine, it kind of stuck right up until the 80s. And then, and then it went bye-bye. <laughs> right. It was, yeah, only a couple more years of disco after this, and then it was just gone. It was totally... This time, at this time, the Bee Gees weren't like super duper popular, and then the movie came out, and they were mega popular. Yeah, I mean this they, the songs broke records wow. because they, they were so popular. And after a while, it was kind of hard to tell if the movie was making the music popular or if the music was making the movie popular. Uh. And so the idea of weaving music and film together became. A great idea. Eureka! Yeah, everybody thought maybe we should do this, and it's you know not necessarily a musical. It's just you know it's like music adjacent. (laughs) Mm. It's a it's a hour and a half or more long music video, exactly with talking in between, right, and a little bit of a story. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Saturday Night Fever is considered to be a classic. People should probably watch it. Yeah. And without it, we wouldn't have the other films we're about to talk about. So, yeah, uh, for better or worse, here yes, we go. Exactly. <laughs> and also, everybody knows how to do CPR because of it, right? That's right. That's so, true. That's an there important. You go. Remember, important piece to the beat of staying alive. <laughs> Not the beginning part, like the the refrain, guys. The refrain. <laughs> That's the whole part everybody knows anyway. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna do it to the baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's what Michael Scott in the Office does. <laughs> oh, is it? Really? Or maybe not that uh. that part. He does this slower parts. Oh my gosh. Anyway, we're gonna move on to the next film, and this is we're just gonna you know we Marcy and I watched most of these mm-hmm. and. Adam's seen most of them too, and so we're gonna do a little bit of color also with our. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know that was the more historical part of the of the episode. Now we're gonna go ahead and head into the uh, to the not as historical, <laughs> <laughs> the non educational <laughs> segments. <laughs> so strap in. All right, Marcy, our subjective things. Yeah, hit it. All right, yeah. So let's start off with Flashdance. What a Ooh. feeling. 
I was I had to finish my alcoholic beverage first. Though. Yes, uh, because Saturday Night Fever kind of kicked everything off, and because we record on Tuesday nights, this is <laughs> Tuesday Night Fever. Tuesday Night Fever is the name of our drink <laughs> this week, and I am drinking it instead of Marcia. Marcia's not feeling in tip-top shape. Nope. And so I am drinking for her. I Passing told her I would, on. yeah, take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> It was so hard to You're convince welcome, guys. her. <laughs> you could say she's passing the torch because the, yeah. this drink looks like freaking fire. Right? Yeah, yeah. it is a beautiful yes. drink. All right, so flash dance. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> Going on to flash dance. So along with Saturday Night Fever, it was one of the first films that didn't fit into that musical category because it didn't focus on the songs. <laughs> So around that time, MTV was becoming pretty big, and it became easier to bring pop songs into these films, which then led to popular films like Footloose and Dirty Dancing, which we'll talk about later. In this film, there's a song called What a Feeling, and it's by Irene Cara. Cara? Irene yep. Cara. You remember her? Yeah. We talked about her from Fame. Yeah. yeah. She, she was big in Fame. Which also came out this decade, yeah. but we talked about it, so... I figured we'd skip it. Yeah. So go back and listen to it. Yeah, listen (laughs) to Musicals Part 2. And it won an Oscar for Best Music slash Original Score. And because of that, it also hit number one in the U.S. for six weeks. But in June, the soundtrack released, and so it stayed number one for two weeks, which it actually interrupted Michael Jackson's Thriller. Which would come oh. back, and that, yeah, it, this is a big deal. It kicked off Thriller, but Thriller actually came back to number one, um, only later to be dethroned by the Footloose album. Nice. Yeah. And then later in September, Maniac, which was also in Flashdance, it took number one. So these nice. were pretty big, big pop songs in here. This story was actually based loosely around the life of a real person named Maureen Motter, and Paramount actually had her sign away her rights to her life story. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so this, this film made, like, a lot of money. That's outrageous. Like, I think it said $200 million worldwide, approximately. Oh, my. And she probably didn't see any of that money. <laughs> Oh gosh, Jeez. that's yeah. That's, rough. that's the away. real story. Yeah, <laughs> let's watch a movie about that. <laughs> we can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, she signed her her she story. She signed away. her actual life story. So unless <laughs> unless Paramount wants to make a story, she doesn't about actually how, exist. About, about how, how they, they are. <laughs> stole her life story. <laughs> then yeah, I wonder how much she got paid to sign it over. You, um, I think it was it only about a thousand or two thousand dollars. It was only a couple thousand dollars <sighs> that that they gave her. Wow. Yeah. What the hell? No wonder yeah. that this company's making the Sonic movie. They're trash. <laughs> Ick. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So, but the woman Jennifer Beals that plays the main character Alex Owens, uh, she actually made the big sweatshirt the off the shoulder sweatshirt pretty famous because oh. when she went to her audition she couldn't fit into her old high school sweatshirt that she wanted <laughs> to wear so she cut off the collar and the people that were auditioning her liked it so much that they put it into the film 
Whoa, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah that is neat because that's totally like a look. That, yeah, I was gonna say that was all over. It's a yeah. big look. My, yeah, my sisters used to do that. They cut the collar out <laughs> it, of their shirts. It's and, one of yeah. the things yeah. when people dress up like jokingly as someone from the eighties. That's half yeah, of the time. Exactly. That's what they do. Like, that and leg the half, warmers. Like the, yeah, the side the pony and the yeah, exactly. Yeah, leg yeah. warmers. Yeah. Yeah. Which I wish would come back. Pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I want leg warmers to come back. Let's bring them up back, guys. What about yoga pants? I mean, they're fine, but yeah, I, I want I want comfy, leg warmers. But... Like now, the big dance scene that pretty much everybody knows, the last scene of the film, really, when yeah. she dances, it actually took four. It was four people. It was like her and three other people for that final dance scene. And one of those dancers was actually a man, if you did not know that. And he was cra- rich and he was Richard Crazy Legs <laughs> Colon? Cologne? Cologne? I don't know. There's an there's an accent over the second O. Yeah, so, so me, we're not sure. It makes me feel like it's cologne. <laughs> <laughs> and the the fi- the famous leap was done by gymnast Sharon Shapiro. Nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, Marcy and I watched this movie last night, and I I think it was it's been years since I'd seen it. Yeah, I've forgotten everything about it, um, <laughs> except that she danced and that she was a welder. Yeah, she was a welder by day, dancer by night. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's how you do it. It's in honestly, I thought it was pretty good. I really enjoy it. Yeah, actually. it's and, a very enjoyable movie. Yeah, I mean, there are definitely things like there are movies on this list that I have serious problems with. This one, like, I don't love the guy. Yeah, in the movie, he looked he, weird. He like okay, as somebody somebody who's seen Flashdance, maybe you can answer this for me. So. Near the end of the movie, she's like, I hate you. Because he, like, rigs this audition for her. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, mega mad about it. So she, like, gets out of his car dramatically in the middle of a tunnel in yeah, Pittsburgh. with a bunch of other cars around yeah, <laughs> that rough. could hit her. Yeah. So, like, that's the last time we see them together. Until the very last scene of the movie when she runs out of the audition and, like, hugs and kisses him. He's waiting with her dog. Did he break in? Did he break into her apartment and steal her dog? <laughs> he must have. <laughs> I, I just... I, Chris, I want... did she ever lock her door? Was that a thing? Maybe she just didn't lock her door. Yeah, but Maybe still, I feel like... Yeah, it is a little confusing. It was the, very... the romance part's a little confusing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Maniac's cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my favorite scene of the movie is when they're working out in that big white room. Oh, God. To, to I Love Rock and Roll. And it's the most... I love it because where the hell are they working out? It looks what? like it's a photo studio. It does. It does look like a photo studio. It's like they've got... It's like a, they're in like a giant white box. Mm-hmm. And like they're like... She's like, like thrusting on these like reflective countertops. Which... Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to watch yourself work out? Like because you're like probably sweating. You probably look yeah. terrible. That's, although they don't. That's a weird thing about gyms in general. Like I get yeah. that you want to see mirrors. your progress maybe. But yeah. there's mirrors everywhere. Why? Yeah. I don't want to see that. Like yeah. look at yourself in a mirror later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After the progress and, is yeah. done. Anyway. Weird. I love that part because I was like this is weird. It's absurd. Where are they? <laughs> it's so out of place. They're like, let's work out, girls. They and went to a gym yeah. called The Void. <laughs> the Void. <laughs> that's what they're working on. It's a popular new joint for yeah. working out. Yeah. Maniac was also pretty good when yeah. she tapes up her feet. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, yeah, you just see see that whole whole scene. But Yeah, I mean, she makes 
being a starving dancer looks so good. Yeah. That, like, I almost, <laughs> yeah. when I first saw this, I was like, man, I want to be a dancer in the 80s. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like, <laughs> specifically in the 80s, though. I don't want to be yeah. a dancer now. <laughs> no, no, not now. Just in the 80s. Just in the 80s, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I felt so bad for her friend Jeannie. Because her friend Jeannie had a rough, I mean, it was rough yeah, for Jeannie. Talk about, like, oh, my God. Like, Someone who deserves a spinoff. I know, right? Yeah. Like, she she's in this ice skating competition. She like, she's like mega good, but she up. messes up, and oh, then no. yeah, and then yeah. and we don't know why. They don't explain this either because they're walking out, and the the boyfriend boss is like <laughs> she's talking to Richie, him. Yeah, I don't know I whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. and <laughs> she's. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was like, well, she'll get it next time. And she's and Jennifer Beals is like, there won't be a next time. What? And we're like, she's the fuck so, is that supposed to she's mean? She's so young. Like, Why not? Did she hurt herself or did she just? No. Like, not, I mean, not, not bad enough. Not bad enough mm. that she couldn't walk or dance at the club anymore or anything mm. yeah. like that. So. We're just like, what the <laughs> hell? And then her boyfriend leaves her. Yeah. Jeez. He like, leaves just, her. He just, leaves her to go be a stand up comic. Yeah. And then uh, he comes back, and she's just like, no, it's fine. I'm with this dick now who yeah. runs a strip joint. This super sleazy dude with, super like, slick back hair. Like, oh. the most sleaze. Yeah, yeah. Like, for real, yeah. he would have, like, straight up, like, done some bad stuff with Jennifer yeah. Beals earlier in the movie. And so, like, she's with him now, yeah. and she's, like, dancing naked at the club. Yeah, and before her oh, boyfriend I'm back even... on board. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You pig. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just kidding. Men, am I right? Oh, <laughs> What gets me, though, is before her boyfriend leaves, he's like, oh, she'll be fine. Like, she'll be fine without me. I'm just going to go yeah. do my comedian thing. He doesn't thing. even tell her goodbye. Yeah, he doesn't. He he comes and says goodbye to Alex, <coughs> the main character. Yeah. But he, like, doesn't say goodbye to his he's, girlfriend. He's like, yeah, I'm leaving. And she's like, what about Jeannie? And she's he's like, she'll be fine. And then he just yeah. leaves. It's and then like, he, he comes back and she, she's like working in this like strip joint and like ridiculous. dating that sleazy guy who owns the strip joint. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, so flash dance. Uh, give it a try. <laughs> I mean, the dancing looked cool from what I've seen. The dancing yeah. is cool. Yeah. I like it. So maybe just watch that if you're not into craziness. Yeah. So the thing about <laughs> the thing about flash dance is that Jennifer Beals obviously can do some dancing. Mm-hmm. But she's not like a big professional dancer no. who was hired who also could act for this role. So we've got a little bit of a combination of somebody who can act, can dance a mm-hmm. little bit. We got to bring in some other actors to kind of fill in those blank spots. So you know we're gonna go down now to uh, Footloose. Adam, you've seen this one. Let's talk about Footloose, bro. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a pretty cool movie. It's a big one, obviously. A lot of people know it. And as soon as you say the word Footloose, you're going to immediately think of the song, right? Mm-hmm. As as we all did. As you did in the audience, for sure. Mm-hmm. But it has been, it's been a minute since I've seen this movie. But it's one of those movies that has become so, you know, up there, iconic <laughs> yeah. in, in, in the dance movie world that pretty much everybody has seen it at this point. But this movie follows Ren, a boy from Chicago who uh, moves to a rural a rural town where dancing uh, to modern music is forbidden, which is like no hush hush underground. <laughs> Do you guys remember the tagline for this movie? I don't. They I said don't. he'd never win. He knew he had to. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so ominous. That's so lame. It's like what? <laughs> okay, he wants to dance. Serious. All right. <laughs> 
Wow. That's this terrible. Is, this is life or death, you guys. I don't know if you know that. This is, it's ridiculous because that's even like, I think that's just the second half of the tagline. The first half is dance or die. <laughs> Footloose 2, die, die another dance. Foot tight. <laughs> That's oh the parallel universe version of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Footloose is actually loosely based on real events. Yeah. This, something like this kind of actually happened in Oklahoma, which is nuts. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've talked about Oklahoma before. Yes. There was a ban on dancing in a town. Uh, not. It wasn't for the same reasons as in the movie. In the movie, it's because the reverend's son died when he went to a dancing competition, he like died in a car crash, I think, yeah, on the way back. on a bridge mm-hmm. or something, got in a crash. Right. And uh, this, what really happened was in 1980, a, high, a bunch of high school students got national attention because dancing was banned in their town, and they appealed to uh, like the, the town leaders, I guess, and asked them if they could please lift the ban on dancing so they could have a prom. Yeah. Yeah, so, and uh, uh, the request to overturn the ban was had met with a 2-2 decision. It was tied. Whoa. Yes. So the school board president was the final vote, and he said, let them dance. Yay. So that that was it. That was... <laughs> Well, how do you think those other two reacted to that? They're like, are you fucking... You just wanted it to be dramatic. This is preposterous. <laughs> I say there shouldn't be no dancing. Maybe they agreed on who was going to say yes and no before Yeah, they were like, okay, who's going to do right, it? Gonna, we got we to gotta make this dramatic. They don't They already knew any... they had a 3-2 vote, and they were just like... <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay, so who's it going to be? <laughs> they don't leave any room for the Holy Spirit. Nope. <laughs> nope. They sure so don't. So this is outrageous. Yeah. So for the lead in Footloose, the male lead, Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were both considered for the role. Tom Cruise almost would have gotten the role, mm. actually, but he had another project going on. So Thank he was goodness. unable to sorry. actually have the role. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> Marsha. Oh. Rob Lowe was most certainly also going to have the role uh, after Tom Cruise, but had an injury and was una- unable to Aww. dance. Yeah, because he definitely had the look had the look of a natural teen, mm-hmm. they said. <laughs> yes. He had the look of a he natural didn't need teen. That Maybelline. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. it was yeah. <laughs> it was natural. And he also was a pretty good dancer too. So they thought, you know, he'd be yeah. good, but couldn't. So Kevin Bacon, who actually was doing something else, decided to forsake the other thing he was doing to take a chance on doing the screen test for Footloose, got the part, and... Uh, the, rest the rest is history. history. Yeah, that's oh! right. Good job, guys. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Then there's this long list of women who what were considered... What a list you've got here. Yeah, yeah. were considered Ooh, for the role of Ariel. Just goes on and on. Yeah, so listen to this. <clears throat> Melanie Griffith, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jamie Lee Curtis, Rosanna Arquette, Meg Tilly, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Heather Locklear, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, Jodie Foster, Phoebe Cates, Tatum O'Neill, Bridget Fonda, Lori Lawlin, Diane Lane, and Brooke Shields were all considered for the My Lord. Um, we get to put all of their names in our hashtags now, right? Yeah, we have, we, said, to. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. We have to. Yeah, it spawned a, a remake in 2011, which, have you guys mm. seen that one? 
I think I did. I have not watch seen it. that one. I mean, I I didn't watch it in the theaters or anything. I think I saw it like from the library on TV. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it was okay. I've been thinking about this as we were talking about um, Saturday Night Fever as well. Like, do you think there'll ever be movies like that again where they base them in those times? Like, do you think there'll ever be a disco movie again? That's mm. like a disco dance movie, not not a movie that happens to involve disco. But do you think there'll ever be a disco dance movie or or a Unless, an eighties I mean, dance movie? I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that it will happen again in the next ten years unless it's yeah, a remake. No. So Footloose, one of my favorite movies, I think ever. When I first saw it, it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I I don't know why I I latched onto it so hard. I really liked Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's a good but reason it's to actually like it. kind of funny. Footloose was, I think I identify with the main character a lot because my best friend Marcy mm-hmm. at the time. Who's that? Uh, she, you don't know her. Yeah. She. <laughs> she's long gone now. Her mom was more strict than my parents. <clears throat> and uh, sometimes I would, you know, <clears throat> get her gifts or have her do things that uh, sh- she might not have been allowed to do. But, you know, Scandalous. we never asked, so maybe... Right, you know, it might have been fine. Been okay. Probably not, Just though. Just played it safe. Yeah. For <laughs> example, one time for Christmas, I bought I bought her a gift at Christmas, and I, I think I put the acceptable gift on top. Mm-hmm. And you then did. I snuck Footloose, like the movie... Yeah. Underneath all of the other stuff. Made it look like it was just the bottom of the yeah, bag. Yeah, I just covered That's it in awesome. tissue it paper. So that, yeah, and I she remember... She wrote on it, like, don't open, like, leave here. <laughs> yeah, leave this here. Like, don't open this part in front of your mom. And, and then I remember I came over to like hang out with you once remember yeah we were i spent the night mm-hmm. and you wanted to watch footloose and we like tried to sneak yeah. downstairs to watch it oh we no. waited until did, like did you... everybody else was asleep oh no i had to remember the layout of your parents house because like yeah. did you have to like sneak into the living room where everyone could hear the tv <laughs> but no yeah I, no it's, we, it's a little yeah. different we tried but uh marcy's dog was too loud oh yeah. no. he was, we went back upstairs Bark, yeah, was, oh fancy big barking so yeah. marcy still has that copy of footloose Yep, Is I it do. Unopened? It's no, actually, I kept I, I kept <laughs> the VHS. case for it nice. for a long time, and then I think I finally cut out the little piece that said like "Leave here, don't open <laughs> in front of your mom," and that's like in the case with it now. So but... in a way, I was I was being the real life Ren. Exactly, you know, there you bringing go. music to Let them watch. Music. I remember specifically, your mom said she didn't like Footloose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to. She would have. She would have voted to to not have a prom, probably. Maybe Pro- she might have. I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't go to some dances. I mean, I, mean, I went to prom, but <laughs> as as you know, yeah, yeah I'm yes. well aware that we, we went to prom. <laughs> oh, that's right. Hello, <laughs> guys. They went to prom together. <laughs> Uh, wow, rude. Uh, that, was a, that was real complicated. And then I like, dated for a while after that, too. <laughs> All right. So, um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun is the next movie on our list there. Okay, so our next one is Girls Just Want to Have Fun. That's I mean, true. come on, girls, right? <laughs> when the working day is done. Yeah. Every yeah. fucking time. Girls Just Want to Have, have Fun. fun. <laughs> So it came out in 1985 and was inspired by the Cindy Lauper song of the same name. The actual song isn't used in the movie. Um, oh, what? Yeah. Disappointed. Actually, 
cover because yeah, of it's oh, cover because of licensing yeah, restrictions. So it's, it's yeah in there, but not. It's really. the same song, but it's not the City Lopper version. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I didn't even notice that. That's cool. The more you know. <laughs> the more this you movie know. was already pretty lame. Whoa. Oh, hold on. Whoa. All right. I'm kidding. I haven't seen it. Don't hurt me. Yeah. The movie starred Sarah Jessica Parker, Jonathan Silverman, Shannon Doherty, and Helen Hunt. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with Jonathan Silverman, you too. Mm-hmm. He's in Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, Is he the titular oh, Bernie? That's where I recognized oh. him from. He's, he's the dark haired, tall guy uh-huh. who's like a kind of a nerd, lives with his parents. Gotcha. Because I was, uh, the whole time during the movie, I was like, I know that kid, but I don't yeah. remember he's what he's super from. cute. I yes, mean, adorable. Super adorable. Though in this movie, he does say and do some problematic things. Yeah. Uh-oh. I will say, but he is cute. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, it, uh, you know, it was the time. Yeah. So this is a year after Footloose. And uh, it starred Sarah Jessica Parker and Helen Hunt. Not really known dancers. So uh, there aren't, I mean... Basically, the character that Sarah Jessica Parker plays, she's a gymnast. She does gymnastics, and so she uses gymnastics to help, you know, kind of boost her dancing. And the plot of the film is that these two school Catholic schoolgirls want to be on a Chicago-based dance television show, and there's a competition to become a member of the show it's like it's like so you think you can dance yeah but Mm -hmm. it's once the competition is over they still have dancing on tv yeah it's just a yeah it's basically just a dancing show and imagine uh kind a little bit if you if you will Mm -hmm. kind of like hairspray yeah there are quite a few i'd say similarities between Mm. this movie and hairspray just just in plot that idea that they're gonna go try out that kind of thing Mm mm-hmm um, it's frowned down upon that they are. They have like the mega super bitchy girl. Mm. Like yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. Just like an awful yep. female character who, uh, who Tries in real life foil. is an actual dancer in real life. And so you almost kind of feel a little bad because you're like, <laughs> cool. So like the awful mean girl who buys her way into the competition is the only person on this cast <coughs> that is a professional dancer. Oops. <gasps> Yeah, so it's like, that's kind of weird. Anyway. It is weird. So, I, there are a few things about this movie that I would I really want to point out. One, Robert Downey Jr. makes a cameo appearance. If you blink, you miss it. There's a scene in a country club where a riot kind of breaks out, and he's underneath a table. And he just basically stands up. Wow. Underneath the table, and it's just very uh, quick, him? quick second. What a brilliant performance. Yes, I know. I mean, as always. Yes. Oscar worthy. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Well, so, oh. oh, sorry. I was just gonna mention how I I love that little little scene because the the other guy does that table trick where he pulls the tablecloth out <laughs> ah. from underneath all the dishes and he gets it perfect. All the dishes are are fine. You're like, <laughs> oh, cool. But then that's when Robert Downey Jr. stands up and then just all the dishes fall oh, off. No. <laughs> so it's just this lovely little brilliant so, thing. Like, oh, it was perfect. So he ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But also makes everything better. Yes. Um, another thing I want to talk about <laughs> with this movie, uh, that scene, If you remember that scene, it, mm-hmm. it's absolutely bonkers. There are a lot of insane things that happen in this movie, but everything is treated like it's totally 100% normal. Um, <laughs> for example, that scene at the country club. What happens in the movie? I'll explain. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> 
So uh, Jonathan Silverman's character gets like a an elite invitation to this country club, club club party, and you are only allowed into the party if you have this invitation. Mm-hmm. So Helen Hunt, being uh, the troublemaker that she is, goes <laughs> and gets a hundred and fifty copies of this maid. Wow! And then hands them out to anybody, yes. nice. anybody because, she could think of. Mind you, this is the party for that that bitch of that the movie. awful, oh, awful girl okay. who did some terrible so, things earlier. So, I mean, it's it's very like, oh, she deserves She's this. gonna get it. It's payback. Yeah. It's gotcha. payback. Yeah. This girl paid off somebody to ruin Helen Hunt's audition so she wouldn't yeah. get on the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That bad. Yeah, she's pretty awful. Anyway, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, now everybody has an invitation to go to this Just party. Everybody off the street. Everybody they Whoever they could find. Nice. Yet... For some reason, and I'll never understand this, they come in through the window. Yeah. Everybody just breaks in. Yeah. Destroy, yeah. breaks down doors. They could honestly, literally just walk yeah. in. One person just paves the way. He just literally jumps through the window. There's no reason for and them then, to do like, this. And then, like, they all mob in. They all break in. They all have engraved... I mean, they had a whole scene... I'm telling you, like, four minutes at least yeah. of this movie are dedicated to these people getting the damn invitation, and yet everybody just breaks in through yeah. the window. Because even the, the gatekeeper, the guy, <laughs> the security guy, is told by the father of this girl, yeah. he's like, nobody gets in without an invitation. Yeah. Like, they have to have this piece of paper. And then everybody gets in with or without the invitation. Because... <laughs> like, you don't know. They're not holding the invitation. Yeah, they just wow. break through the windows. That's a continuity error. <laughs> I'm upset about it. <laughs> it is wild. Yeah, it's a pretty crazy movie. There's a couple other things that happen. I do want to say, I think my number one takeaway from this movie, fucking Helen Hunt, mm-hmm. friend of the year. I know, She right? is... The greatest best friend yeah. ever. She, like, helps sneak her out of it's class. It's unbelievable. She, like, lies to her parents for her. Like, oh, man. Oh, she, you know, fell during gymnastics and got <laughs> she, so dizzy. She's so great. Like, <laughs> oh. she's so... She, like, constantly gets herself in trouble the entire movie so that Sarah Jessica Parker can legit just run off and do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. She's a great friend. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, she breaks her out of her house. Like, with a rope? And, like, I mean... Jeez. Like, only what we dreamed of for you and me, Robin. (laughs) You helping me out. (laughs) I mean, you did some of the same things. It's not, like, in the same... The principle of it is the same. Oh, man, what a good friend. I just Mm -hmm. was watching, I was like, man, this is what... This is what we should be striving for. the height of friendship with helen hunt everyone girls just want to have fun everyone out there get yourself a helen hunt that's yes. right find yourself a helen hunt Gosh. that's right anyway so this movie is pretty great i think yes. it's it's definitely uh silly mm-hmm. and uh, uh you know i think rotten tomatoes i was reading their review of it and their take was that it's kind of making fun of the mtv generation so almost like a spoof Mm-hmm. of M- mtv generation but but also maybe, yeah. in in that in generation the MG- yeah in that generation and and you know i would say there are some similarities to hairspray where they like rush home to watch the the dance tv show and then they dance mm-hmm. in front of the tv and they you know the two best friends you get it it's mm-hmm. a lot of it's which hairspray would come a little bit later, later. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you know, if anyone else has any crazy thoughts about girls just want to have fun, like hit us up. Yeah. Because some crazy stuff happens in that movie. We would love to talk more about it. Like a nun does the the horse. 
thing? Yeah. The gymnastics oh, the horse? the gymnastics thing? It's amazing. Yeah, swinging wait, your legs wait, just wait, oh. around. You know how it has, like, the one big you mean bar? A, pom- a pommel the horizontal. horse? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were... I, I just heard horse. <laughs> it was like a gymnastics horse? This is the horse on the... Tra- like, the ring? Can you p- picture a horse we doing the We told you it's a wild movie, Adam. Oh, yeah. man. Or a horse doing the... You didn't believe the, us? The run and springboard off the... Oh, my gosh. I want to see that. Um, yeah. Anyway... So we're going to move on from Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and we're going to talk about possibly the most famous dance movie of the Mm -hmm. 1980s. Dirty Dancing! Woo! Yeah, and this is one where it, they actually got people who could dance and (laughs) act. Could they dance dirty, though? They they do. I mean, they did. They dance pretty. They dance pretty dirty. Mm, preposterous. Yeah. So uh, Patrick Swayze, for example, was pretty good. Uh, pretty good actor and dancer. Yep. Yep. Pretty good looking too. Did his own stunts. <laughs> uh, and then you know Jennifer Grey. She also uh, she insisted she could play the role. They were afraid that she would be too old. She was mm. twenty six years old when she was cast. Twenty seven when she was playing the role. Of baby who was only seventeen in the movie. Wow. I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah, though. I think so too. She yeah. had a young face. Yeah. So the movie takes place in the early nineteen sixties. It's actually based off a true story. It's not true in the sense of the romance part, but it is true that the screenwriter, uh, her name was Eleanor Bergstein. She was the daughter of a doctor, hmm. and they would vacation in the Catskills. And they would have dirty dancing competitions and, and classes up in the, in the Catskills. She was inspired to write the script after she wrote a script for another movie, and they threw out oh. her dance, her a dirty and in, in a what is it a an erotic dance scene. Mm. It was a oh my. Uh, she was inspired to write this screenplay. <laughs> oh, you don't like that? So well, I'm going to write the this. whole movie about it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, she also chose Kenny Ortega to be whoop, the whoop. choreographer for the movie. We've mentioned Kenny Ortega before. We're mm-hmm. going to mention Kenny Ortega again. Yes. We're big fans over here. He was actually trained by Gene Kelly himself. Wow. Yes. So she also insisted on casting people. This is her that insisted this. She insisted on casting people that were actors that could dance. That mm. that was what she wanted. She was adamant about it. No wonder this is one of the more successful dance movies. Yeah. So uh, the scene where the couples are dancing, I know Marcy's told me this before, and this is kind of a fun little thing. The scene where they're dancing in the water, where they're practicing, and also when they're dancing in the woods, mm-hmm. they, the crew spray-painted the trees green. Oh. <laughs> because it was autumn when they were filming it, and it was supposed to take place during the summer. Mm-hmm. So. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. That's great. Yeah, just spray-paint trees. That's fine, eh, I guess. Why not? Yeah, they're gonna fall, leaves are going to fall anyway. <laughs> that'd be a weird, i mean that's a good point be, i guess that'd be a weird patch to come across if you were just walking through the woods it's like why are all these trees green still like it's it's october what's going on hey, what's happening yeah so the scene where the couple is dancing on the floor and they're crawling toward each other that also was not meant to be in the movie that was not actually a scene and then that's made it into the movie awesome dirty dancing is I think it's definitely an iconic movie, and I think it's probably one of the most iconic 
movies of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of the most iconic dancing movies of the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Marcy, you have a lot of feelings about Dirty Dancing. Um, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I watched it for the first time, oh gosh, I don't know, years ago. And I just... I've really liked it. I mean, it's just one of those movies, the music and the dancing and like that classic, like she's, she's going to this country club type thing mm-hmm. and she, you know, it's a almost Romeo something, and Juliet kind something of Something that romance. us poor kids really dreamed about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, like... any kind of vacation in the summertime, <laughs> any kind of... Like, you know, it's almost like camp. Mm-hmm. Like, it's basically camp. Where you're not, like, always near your parents. Yeah. Right. So you get a little bit of freedom. I remember watching it and being confused as to where she was. I was like, I don't understand this. this yeah. What is this? <laughs> she's like, she's like living with the parents, but, like, what? Like, <laughs> no one's working? This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's working. They're all free to just do dancing lessons. I want to live stuff. in that universe. <laughs> I know, right? And you know, uh, another fun fact about this movie, Patrick Swayze wore a girdle the whole time. Did he? Oh. To, to appear thinner and younger. Yeah. So the next one on our list is one that we've talked about in other episodes, but not for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Hairspray. Ooh. Yeah, this is the 1988 version, which is not a musical. No, this is the John Waters original Hairspray. Yeah. Um, This one, just based on, if if, if you compare them, it's kind of hard not to compare them Mm -hmm. with the musical version, Mm -hmm. right? It's still a great movie, and the dancing is obviously really cool. Um, You know, sort of better than the musical version in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. Would you guys agree? Mm-hmm. But, I think so. But at yeah. least for me, I kind of miss miss the songs. <laughs> the songs, but, yeah. But but I guess that's only because I've I've been a lot more associated with the musical version. But that's not to knock on this one at all. Um, Ricky Lake stars as uh, Tracy Turnblad, who was in Crybaby Cry as well, which is pretty dang cool. Um, Jerry Stiller appears in the original yeah in the original and then the new the 2007 musical version yeah uh jerry stiller plays the father in this one and then Mm -hmm. he yeah this movie is full of really famous people too yeah you know sonny bono is in it Mm -hmm. and i i really enjoy this movie because i we watched it yesterday Mm -hmm. just like adam yeah first time yeah And, and my my opinion of it was that well, I'd seen like pieces of it, but I hadn't seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, Divine did a divine job <laughs> as uh, Mrs. Turnblad. Sure did. Yes, I was like that. That man knows how to drag. That's for damn sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really, I, I was impressed. Also, I really liked that they made Amber. I felt like Amber was more of a character in this. I felt like mm-hmm. she was a little more three dimensional. Yeah. Um. I mean, she. I hated her. Uh, she still sucked. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had a little more understanding because in this one, um, she has a father. She doesn't have one in like the 2007 mm-hmm. one, the, the play. I don't think you ever really see her dad. But in this one, you know, you see how her parents are really like pushing her and mm-hmm. really kind of treating her not so great all the time. And so that kind of, you know, it's like, wow, okay. So it's almost, we're getting a little bit of like, 
a little bit of an understanding of her. Mm -hmm. And I really also liked how this movie was such an obvious, like, silly little bit of a, like, a bit of a parody Mm -hmm. of, you know, these dance movies and these crazy, I mean, yeah, absolutely, totally nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that it takes place in the 1960s also. It's one year after Dirty Dancing and also takes place in the 1960s. But this one, uh, the backdrop of it is the, you know, segregation. And the fact that, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting. Tracy gives up her dream of dancing on the American Bandstand style show. <laughs> Courtney Collins mm-hmm. to, you know, pick up, pick up a sign in the fight. Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, integration. Which is awesome. I like, I mean, obviously that's a big center of it. What I, this, it was interesting watching this. The, the pacing was very different than the musical. Yeah. Robin and I talked about this, how everything happened like so, so fast. Like, I mean, when, when Link asks her to like be his girlfriend, like that happens much quicker than than the musical version. That wasn't, it wasn't a plot, like a plot point of her like stealing him away or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I kind of I kind of liked how he was like a bit of a side character. Yeah. Like they really they really didn't focus on him. He mm. was basically just like supposed to be with her and that was And it felt much more it. like he fell for her immediately. Yeah. And like in the musical it's more like she kind of has to convince him. Mhm. So it, the that dynamic was totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so in the musical version Amber's mother is more like she's not as passive, she's more of a character, mm-hmm. but there's she doesn't have a dad, you know, and uh same with uh the the things with Penny in this I thought were really good. Yeah. Really funny, really strange. <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely times we were just like laughing at how We laughed so hard. Um like when the guy is the scene where a man comes to her with just like the spin the spiral, like the hypnosis spiral and he's like think of all the white oh, boys yeah, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. want Which, to date. <laughs> I believe that was actually John Waters, the director oh, was of really? the film. Oh, yeah. Nice. That because was of the so funny. Thin mustache and It yeah. was like we could I was me and Jay couldn't this handle. This ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. it was just like, I mean, God, it's because, you know, it is. It's a really good. It, it, it's pointing out how insane. Mm-hmm. Right. How you, insane that thinking is. Right. You They exaggerate it so that it's super obvious. But when you really break it down, it's yeah. still just as ridiculous. It's, I mean, yeah. it's absolutely nuts. And you, you've got, you know, some some things that you you could really see how this became a musical. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you ever see a live version, Motormouth Maybell always talks in couplets. She doesn't really <laughs> do it in the 2007 movie as much, but in this, she absolutely does. Oh yeah, she oh, talks yeah. in rhyming couplets all the time. She doesn't say anything. It's weird, a little <laughs> yeah. bit. It's it like which, like when she's not on stage, like she's just talking to people and she's just rhyming constantly. Mm-hmm. So there's that. <laughs> and there's many times when you can tell exactly how they got the songs cuz they'll say right, yeah. exactly like what what the song yeah. is. Like right. like uh, big blonde and beautiful Tracy says that at one point mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, that's where they got there's that." The song, yeah. Or yeah, what was the other one? I'm trying to think. Welcome to the 60s. Yeah, she she specifically says welcome to the 60s. So yeah. that's obviously how they got that song. There was one wild scene though that Oh my gosh. When they're running away from Edna Turnblad and um, 
her father. I can't remember his name, but um, Wilbur. Wilbur, yes. And they're they're running from him, and they're like knocking on all these neighborhood doors, trying to like get in to hide from her parents. And they they finally are let in on this couple. And the guy. And they're is, these two beatniks. Yeah, just beatniks. <laughs> Just, there's a chick and a dude, and he's just, like, painting, and there's, like, one light hanging from the ceiling, <laughs> and, like, she, she's got just jet black artistes. hair. Yeah. yeah, they're just artistes yeah. That, that just want to smoke weed and be naked and <laughs> yeah. and want these teenagers to join them. Yeah. And, and they're like, nah, no yeah. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the riot scene where uh, Link gets his kneecaps fractured, yeah. apparently, yeah. and uh, he is literally crawling in the street, <laughs> crazy, and it's the most dramatic, <laughs> insane thing, because the next day, he just gets up and dances with He's it. He's fine, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he starts out in a wheelchair there, and then mm-hmm. he just gets up and starts it's, dancing. It's the yeah. magic of dance, guys. Yeah. <laughs> It's. I mean, I loved it. It's like, the magic of integration. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's true. So, yeah, Hairspray, 1988. It's on Netflix. You should watch it. A lot yes. of these are on Netflix, mm-hmm. actually. And um, maybe maybe on the blog post, I'll, I'll list how you can watch each one of these. Yeah, currently. So, yeah, so that way people can watch them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, we're actually going to go back a little bit to a little bit earlier in the 80s. We skipped over these because we thought these deserve some special attention. Yeah. And we save them for the very end. <laughs> in preparation for this episode, I think I'm the only one who's seen these. I think so. Yeah. Yep. The Break-In Films. I will be the only one. Yeah. So, <laughs> there's Break-In and there's Break-In 2 Electric Boogaloo. So, we're going to go ahead and... Talk about Breaking One just for a second. The I actually enjoyed Breaking One more than Breaking Two, though I heard that a lot of people think Breaking Two is better. I'm confused about so many things that happen in Breaking Two, so I'm just going to talk about Breaking One just for a minute. Mm-hmm. So Breaking, if you're unfamiliar, is a movie about break dancing. Yeah, it's not break in; it's breaking. Breaking. That's right. Like bacon, okay. yeah, but with an R in it. It follows a girl named Kelly. She's rich. They don't really explain who she is or where she comes from. These movies don't rely so much on plot, but they do they do like rely mostly on dancing, uh, break dancing for to be more specific. Mm-hmm. So Kelly is a dancer. She's taken like a classics dance class. the uh, The guy who runs the class kind of wants to date her. She's like no, and she meets these people. Through a, like a mutual friend, she meets these break dancers, and she kind of wants to get into that kind of dancing instead. She, you know, she still mm-hmm. wants to do some classical stuff. She's like mostly a classically trained dancer, but you know, and so it's kind of like there's a little bit of a conflict because you know she's there's like this dance competition, and she wants to she wants to win it. She has an agent. For some reason, uh, I don't remember how exactly she gets an agent, but she just has one. And he's like a super stand-up guy. He yeah. also wants to date her, and she says oh, no. no. I would like to point out that Kelly doesn't date anybody in either of these movies that we that we see on screen, but yet everybody wants to date her. So, you know, what a strong independent the, woman. Yeah. 
it's yeah. the perfect world. You yeah, know? she Everybody really wants you, but you're just like yeah. She just doesn't want to be with anybody, and that you know it makes sense because she doesn't have time. She's too busy breaking. <laughs> so, so Kelly, uh, with the help of her agent, is trying. To, she she joins this like these two guys. One of them, his name is Ozone, and. The, <laughs> <laughs> oh, these names, man. Yeah, one of them named Ozone, and the other one, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Oh, Turbo, sorry. <clears throat> Their names are Turbo uh, and Ozone. Obviously. <laughs> Turbo is the far superior dancer, I think, in the group. He's very good, and uh, both of these guys are good. They're great dancers, just the acting is not their thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> this movie is also known as Breakdance in the UK, um, in Break Street 84. Yeah. In other regions. That's nice. Yeah, that one's that's a weird one. Uh not many not many movies get the year and the title like that unless no. it's like Godzilla two thousand or something. Right. You know. <laughs> but it's it's pretty weird. Yeah. It's set in a, a hip hop club mm. called Radiotron, which is which is a fantastic name. It, it it takes place in LA. But one weird thing about this movie is um the inspiration from it I, i'm gonna mess up this name but Menahem, Mana, yeah Menahem golan i guess of canon films canon is the company that made this movie um and then it was released by mgm believe it or not but th- he was inspired to make this movie because his daughter saw somebody break dancing once <laughs> One day, it's a good reason. Sonic breakdancer. <laughs> His daughter must have come up to him and said, "Oh, yeah, I was in California and I saw a breakdancer." And he's like, "That's oh it. My God. I've got the perfect movie. <laughs> that's all I need. That's well, all he and needed. that's all he used because it. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, so I definitely enjoyed this movie way more than the second one, and and I just the, the last thing I want to say about Breakin', the original Breakin' movie, is that. The scene, the audition scene at the end, is the the funniest, most ridiculous, silly 1980s thing that exists. It, it's crazy how 80s this, the ending <laughs> of this movie is. And I absolutely love it because it's so cheesy. It's so, it's so cheesy. It's just, mm, they just want to eat it up. It's so yummy. <laughs> just and, gotta get that cheese. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just from the Kansas. <laughs> so I laughed so hard. Uh, what's happening here at the end of the movie is that her um, Kelly and her friends Ozone and Turbo are trying to win a dance competition. That's what they say, but it's kind of more just like an audition, essentially. That that's what it seemed like to me. <clears throat> There's a, a board of really old, staunchy people. One of them's British for some yeah, reason. Specifically, <laughs> one of them is British. Yeah, and. When they when they come out, they're like, "Hey, it's our turn to dance." And the guy that was teaching her dance class class is part of the competition. And he goes mm. up to them. And he's like, "No, they shouldn't be here." And for some reason, they listen to him, and I don't know why. But anyway, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we can't, we can't, we don't want to watch people from the street perform." Yeah. And uh, Ozone is like, "We're here. We came this far. We're not going to stop now." So Ozone goes up to the table, and he like dead stares everybody. And they're all just like, uh, goodbye, please leave. Yeah. 
And uh, the British guys are like, oh, ooh, I can't stand this sleeve now, please. Like, this is outrageous. <laughs> it's like this really ridiculous thing. And then, like, of course, his friends come and they are start, they start breakdancing together. And they're just like, oh, remove these people at once. He's like, Get them out. And then there's this one guy at the very end of the panel. And he just says, wait. Yeah, he literally puts up his finger, just puts up his finger and says, Wait. Wait, let's let's reenact the scene for us, right? <laughs> <try>. so, <clears throat> Remove these people at once. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> and so <laughs> Perfect. And so And so everybody is just like and no one says anything. Everyone just goes, Oh, okay. okay. Oh, now yeah. I'm into it. You know what? And the, I will wait. <laughs> and the guy that says wait, he just kinda like Kind of strokes his uh, it's his, his chin a bit and like is looking at them like this is really meaningful. He says it with no inflection and yet everybody listens and, to it. And the, Brit- <laughs> the British guy who was the most upset and was telling everyone to leave was like, "Oh yeah, I see it." Now. Yeah. <laughs> After oh. that one guy said wait one time, now I like break dancing. <laughs> I'm glad now, I waited. Now suddenly I'm talking to the female judge next to me and being like, oh, these guys are... Yes, maybe... At, the, that one has potential. Maybe this will work. Yeah, I, I just... The ending is so... I couldn't handle that ending. <laughs> That's the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and like her agent is off on the side be like, yeah. 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 One of my favorite things that I said to you guys while we were watching it... Just imagine if there were no music. Because <laughs> they didn't turn on a music like a like a boombox yeah, or anything. This is one of those movies where music just happens, <laughs> right? It's not uncommon. You know, they don't always show them turning on the music yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But just imagine, because it, like, place yourself in the universe. Yeah. There had to have been no music playing. Yeah. Because I mean, at, at an audition, they usually like cute. They're like, exactly. okay, cute, or you know, start exactly. the music so I can start dancing. But yeah. He, but he go, <laughs> just think about it. There's no music. He goes up. He tears the sleeves off of his nice tux or whatever, and he <laughs> yeah. slaps his hands down on the table, stares him, <laughs> silence, starts dancing. No music. Dead silent in there. It'd be so. Awkward. Oh my god. There's like, there's like, wait. <laughs> wait. I can't. Oh my god. So that's breaking. I definitely, I, I felt like that was a movie. It had a beginning, a middle, and mm-hmm. end. Yeah, it actually did pretty well. Yeah, and yeah, it w- grossed a lot of money. Wow. Yeah, it made $38 million domestically. Wow. Yeah. Which is a lot. People, and so it, it grossed enough money that. To spawn a wonderful sequel. They made a sequel. Break into Electric Boogaloo. Whoa. The most memed subtitle Absolutely. I think I've ever heard. I hear Electric Boogaloo put on the end of everything. Yeah. <laughs> just because it's so good. <laughs> but that might be the only good thing. Right. So, I'm, I'm going to explain my, my journey here. So, I watched Break in One, and literally seconds later, I watched Break in Two. That was the... the that was the span of time that lapsed between mm-hmm. one and the other. So, so you knew the characters. You yes. knew like the plot. I was caught you up. Knew the, yeah, where it was the setting, <laughs> yeah. everything. And, and so, and so, break in two starts, and a minute into the movie, her dad, who wasn't uh, sorry, uh, Kelly's dad, who wasn't a character in the first one, is like Kelly. What about Derek? That guy was gonna marry you. 
Derek. <laughs> I literally just watched the whole movie. There was nobody named Derek. Wow. She, th- there's two things I know about Derek. There's two. One is that he was going to marry her. Okay. <laughs> and then he's missing. Yeah, no. And the second is that he's a nerd. Because uh, he says, what about Derek? And she says, he's a nerd. Oh, no. no. That's it. Poor that's, Derek. That's all I know about Derek. Because they oh, mentioned man. him several times in the movie. I, okay, guys, I still don't know who the fuck Derek is. <laughs> like, I know that, like, they were engaged. But why? I mean, they just bring it up every once I in a while. I, I have I have not seen a, a lick of this movie, but just from hearing that, I don't understand already if they if her dad was concerned with where he is and they he was gonna marry you. Okay, they've obviously been together for a minute, right? But now she decides he's a nerd. He's a nerd. Well, he doesn't. He's not from the streets. Get out of here, he nerd. Dance. He doesn't dance like me. He must have been able to hide his nerdiness for long enough. I guess for her to date him. I just. Oh my god. It, I couldn't. I was like. I think I was watching it alone. I was watching it alone. I think I actually said out loud, "What was Derek?" <laughs> <laughs> and so it just went went from there. Uh, the movie goes through this kind of a little bit of it's probably a more simplified plot than the first one and it's definitely mostly about (laughs) dancing there's more dancing in this she goes off she meets her friends i don't know why they were separated they don't i mean they might have explained it at some point but for some reason that she doesn't hasn't seen them in a while and she was engaged to somebody else and i don't know but Mm -hmm. they're now running a community center that all these young kids are going to. They're giving back to the community. That's great. Yay. But of course, some evil guy wants to tear it down and make it into a mall. Oh, I mean, as you do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, money, you're helping the community. I yeah. mean, sh- right. Money. And it's actually really funny because the woman that they convinced to, like, to, to like agree to tear it down, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, but what about the community center? Like, I don't want to tear down a community center. Like, she legitimately is like, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> why Why would we do that? And, they're, and the guy's just like, well, the building's not structurally sound, so it'll save the money, the city more money if uh, they just sell the land that it's on. So they freaking, they sell the land or whatever without, like... <laughs> they ridiculous. haven't even torn down the building yeah. to sell the land. Right, and so, like, this dude, <laughs> th- this evil guy is like, well, it's time to build my mall, and also, there's this B-plot at the same time where Kelly has been offered this, like, dream job. <laughs> oh, man. In France. <sighs> She's been offered this job in- to dance in France, and, um... I'd be like, bye! Yeah. I was gonna try to, like, funnily, uh, like... <laughs> To, to smush France and dance together, but it's still just France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a Francy dancer. Um, there you go. <laughs> so she's going to, like, go to France, right? And she comes back and she's like, bro, Ozone, I got this dream job Bro-zone. offer. Brozone. Brozone, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, got this, I got this dream job offer. And he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> go to France. <laughs> You don't want to be around us anyway. Like it's just bullshit. I'm oh like, dude, gosh. you're not together. You know, yeah. like you're not. Like, what is this? Obviously, you were apart for a while. Like, what? are you yeah. really that Why? good of friends? And so, like, she legit is like, oh, I guess I won't go. And then, like, Ozone's like current girlfriend or something okay. is like, I better never see you around here again. And so then Kelly's like, cool. I guess I'm going to France. Yeah. And like- so Kelly's like, yeah, I accept the job. She's got the bag packed. And then Turbo, Turbo is trying to slow down the construction and 
at, while he's doing this, he falls down two flights of stairs. Oh my! So oh, right as she's about to leave Classic for France, turbo. yeah, right as she's Classic. about to leave for France, Ozone comes to her door and he's like, "Turbo's in the hospital. We gotta go." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, yes, France can wait." And so Kelly's dad, this is what he says to her. He's like, "I will pay the money to save the community center if you will just go to France." And Kelly's like, oh, well, you know, that's kind of a tempting offer. Like, she's yeah. kind of, she's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of, like, you know. That's pretty good. Yeah. And Ozone's like, we don't need your money, man. And I'm like, what a brash thing to say, oh, Ozone. Oh, my God. Because uh. technically, you do, man. Yeah. You do need you that do money. You need it. Oh, my God. So she goes to the hospital. Sorry. I, I, I have to talk about the hospital part. So uh. she goes to the hospital. <laughs> Turbo's on his deathbed. Um, <laughs> oh, no, Turbo. <laughs> everything's okay so they walk into the room and they're all like oh no not turbo turbo wake up buddy turbo a woman comes out of the cabinet behind the bed like there's a cabinet (laughs) behind the bed like it's like Mm -hmm. a a person-sized cabinet and she opens it and she just steps out (laughs) and it's so confusing that even the people in the scene go what (laughs) why was she there Oh my gosh. Who is that? Actual dialogue. What was she doing there? And one of the little kids says, maybe she lives in there. And then that's it. They don't explain it. They don't explain who she is. (laughs) I mean, she's a girl that like Turbo had a crush on or something, but she's just fucking hanging out in the closet. They don't explain that. No, she's just in the closet. (laughs) She's in the cabinet behind the bed. So she opens it. She comes out. She kisses Turbo. He comes like back to life or whatever. (laughs) Turbo, Turbo is not <laughs> Turbo Tastic. Yeah. That actually is very. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually surprised he doesn't say that. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, she, she kisses him, and he is alive now. Well, he was alive the whole time, but like now he's awake. Okay. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, Turbo's awake!" And it launches into this insane dance number in the hospital, where they're like wheeling him down the hallways, and I'm just and. And, like, you know what? That's fine. It's a dance movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they say the community center, by the way. Oh, yeah. Does yeah. she go to France? No. 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 But they have this sweet-ass uh, dance sequence at the end where they're all wearing berets. It's just... Oh, that makes everything better. <laughs> yes. Yeah, She's going right. to make hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> that, doing that. So she brings fa- France to her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like... Oh, by That's the it. way, the guy who wants to tear down the community center, mm-hmm. um, he is... They're in the bulldozer, and all the kids, they save it by, like, standing in front of it and being like, mm-hmm. you can't tear it down. And, like, the bulldozer driver is like, well, gotta stop. And he's like, why? And he's like, because of the, because there's children. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, murder them. Like, whatever. <laughs> he's yeah, like, just run do. over, just run over the kids. I don't get it. Like, Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's a classic. <laughs> Thank goodness that the, the actual bulldozer driver is a sane person. <laughs> He was like, I'm not murdering children. He says, as he's like turning off the, the, the ball, that's right. like, he's like taking uh, the key out. Like, uh, yeah, he's no. He's like, I have, I have at least some morals. Um. He's like, I don't know who you think I work for. I work for the city. I don't know who the fuck you are, but. <laughs> yeah, but this is my bulldozer, so <laughs> bye. Yeah, I'm taking the key with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, anyway. that sounds like a great movie. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed our episode. Yeah. yeah. Very Dude. relaxed and like weird episode this week, but that's all right. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, we like switching things up here at the Black Ace Diaries. That's what podcasts are all about. Having a good time, being with your friends. Yeah. And dancing. <laughs> so, <laughs> here we go. We've got a very important announcement to make. Yes, Take it do. away. Listen up, <clears throat> all. We now have a Patreon. Oh my We have a Patreon, and if you're interested in supporting us, please visit our Patreon. Please yeah, do. it's gonna be patreon.com slash black case diaries yes. easy as that we're easy. really good at branding yes yeah, so except good except for twitter <laughs> black case diary don't worry about it <laughs> it's okay if that's too hard to remember you can always find it on our website blackcasediaries.com yeah there's a big orange banner i made it myself nice. so yeah. just find it there all right, so we get like to give a really special shout out to our first two patrons. Yes. We thank you so much. Like it means it, the world. It does. It really does. I, we I definitely like cried. Yeah, well, I was. I was listening well, you to cry music. All the time. I do, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> He's right. That's, it's a that's big, true. It's a huge deal, though. Yeah, it made our day. It made our week. It's probably just gonna make our month right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> we. I was. I mean, we've got two patrons now. Joel Thomas and John Doe. So, thank uh, you. And, uh, you know, one of our anon- anonymous, anonymous patrons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so, so much. It's, so, it's incredible. Yeah. So, check it out, guys. Yes, please do. Um, yes, we have all please. kinds of cool content on the way. Um, we're working really hard to make this the best podcast we can. So, yeah. with your support, it would mean the world and we can, it'll only get better. We love podcasting, and yeah. we want to do it for as long as possible. Yeah. And we want to do it as well as possible. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> All right, well. All right, I think that's another, another case, case closed. closed. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye.